Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up? What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of DX Daily. This podcast is brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and this is the place where we keep you up to date on everything that's going down in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A Dub. It's Monday, it's a brand new week, and the biggest thing that's going down in hip hop music culture right now is the Oscars. So, so much happened last night, man. I mean, from the musical performances to the tributes that they did at the Oscars last night to the host to the thing that we all want to talk about, which is the slap. Slapgate. I don't know what we're calling it, but when Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face, we have to just talk about how that set social media, the internet, and almost the world on fire last night. It was a moment. It was truly a moment to be alive, truly a moment to be online. So let's talk about the Oscars in 2022. But before we get into it, please make sure you follow the podcast. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button for us. Thank you. We appreciate all the love and support. Now let's jump in. All right, so first things first with the Oscars. Before we get into the moment that we all want to talk about, let's just acknowledge how great the show was going even before the slap happened, all right? Like, it was a great show from start to finish. Um, Shout out to Will Packer, who's a movie producer uh, who actually produced the Oscars this year. Now, if you don't know Will Packer's resume, I mean, he's produced movies like Girls Trip, Think Like a Man, even the Obsessed movie with Beyonce, who performed at the Oscars this year. Um, and if you want to, like, dig deep, 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 he, he did, like, some hood classics like uh, Twa, uh, the Motives movie with Shamar Moore, Vivica Fox, a lot. Long story short, Will Packer, great producer, did a great job producing the awards this year. Um, and hip-hop culture, I feel like it was on full display at the Oscars this year, especially more than other years in the past. I mean, you had... DJ D-Nice as the house DJ. You had Queen Latifah there, Megan Thee Stallion performing, Beyonce, um, even down to the host. I know, like, Regina Hall, and uh, she's not an artist, but she's a part of hip-hop culture. She's a hip-hop culture staple. Um, Diddy was there, Jay-Z, Questlove. Like, hip-hop was present this year at the Oscars, no? No, definitely so. I don't remember the Oscars ever really being this much kind of like hip-hop influence and now that I've seen like all the clips on social media I'm like dang I wish I would have tuned in or bought whatever subscription service to able to stream the actual Oscars and seen the whole thing because it looked like it was a pretty good 
award show compared to like the other ones they've done before because before I'm like Oscars that's that that's that old people stuff but <laughs> this oh, year girl, you missed out on the fun let me tell you like I yeah. totally was not expecting it to be this good like like I said prior to the part that everybody is talking about it was a good show entertaining from top to bottom like even starting with the first performance from Beyonce them even deciding to put Beyonce first should have told us that a good show was in store because you know normally once Beyonce goes on the show is over we're tuning out but they put her they had the confidence in themselves to put her in the beginning and it really really worked because I was fully planning on turning it off after Beyonce went off but I didn't even turn because it just was so good like after that so yeah man they they produced a great show but you know that was one of the top moments right there that Beyonce performance oh my goodness how does she raise the bar every single time how does she do it she's she's just that woman like she I don't think we'll ever get tired of Beyonce like Beyonce can do no wrong performing on a tennis court like anybody else did that it'd be like eh but Beyonce killed it she did good on her performance only her uh protégés chloe and holly are allowed to perform on tennis courts only them and beyonce those are the only people that could perform on a tennis court and um, of course she did the song be alive which is from the movie king richard starring will smith and it's based on um the father of venus and serena williams so it's only right that she do it live from the tennis court in compton where venus and serena actually played i mean just the details of it all. Beyonce just always is going to win when it comes to the details, man. She just puts things together. Her and her team put things together so masterfully. And it was just an amazing performance. And I just got one thing to say. It feels so good to be alive. That's how I felt last night watching this. It feels good to be alive. To see this, to witness this history. Come on, an empowerment anthem. Oscars. I want you to tell these people where we are. City of yeah, I think you can sing it like you mean it. Tell them where we are. City of I love it. I love it. I love them doing it live from Compton. I love um, the inclusion of West Coast music into that, where she did like a little Nate Dogg sample in the beginning. It was just a great performance, top to bottom. Blue Ivy came through in her neon green, doing her little one-two step, hitting her eight count. It was just a moment. Yeah, moment for sure. That was a big highlight of last night. Another highlight that I will say is some of the movie tributes that they did last night. Like, I didn't really expect them to go back as far as old movies that we've already seen. I don't know if this is something that they do all the time, because to be quite honest, I don't watch the Oscars in full every year, simply because kind of been boring past couple of years so you know I'm flipping back and forth so if they were doing movie tributes these past few years I must have missed them 
Um, but the ones that they did this year were very, very entertaining. Like they did a James Bond um, anniversary tribute and they went through like all the years, the different years of James Bond. And that was great because I haven't watched all of the James Bond movies, like from the Sean Connery days until now, I haven't watched every single one. So just to see different moments from the Bond uh, series, from the Bond franchise was a great moment. And then they also brought back some other classic movies that we love throughout the night, too. Yeah, they did um, a Pulp Fiction reunion. They also did a White Men Can't Jump reunion and a tribute to The Bodyguard. So all those movies are like fan favorites, pulp, popular culture, icon type of movies. So it's kind of dope that they did a reunion, just how they do like with music. It's kind of dope right. movie. Fireman. And when Wesley Snipes came out um, with... Dang, I can't remember the other guy, the other actor's name. He's been in so much stuff, though. But um, when when he and Wesley came out and, with Rosie Perez, that was super fun. That was just great to see because we don't really see Wesley Snipes come out like that. He's not, we, he doesn't really pop out at these type of events. So to see that was really really cool. And when they were all three together joking on stage about uh, getting high before the show and uh, smoking a bong in the car and things like that, like that was just funny. It was good to see characters from a classic movie that we love so much. And then with the Pulp Fiction reunion, that was great because when is a Samuel L. Jackson appearance not great? And then Uma Thurman was there. She looked great. Um, ooh, why am I messing? I was about to uh, forget uh, John Travolta's name. But, but yeah, he looked great. Like, it, it was just a, a good moment, um, a good reunion moment. And then... Um, the bodyguard that was an emotional moment too because kevin cosner came out there the band was playing whitney houston i have nothing and it just made me think of the movie the bodyguard all over again it was just i don't know man the, the nostalgia just pulls at the heartstrings when you pull out the people from the movies that we love it, it's gonna be a win every time so all of the tributes great moment mm-hmm, facts and then, you know, of course, we got to talk about these musical performances. I liked the musical selection uh, this year. I really, really did. Like, on, on everybody's side. Like, sometimes, you know, I'm only watch the hip-hop or the R&B performances. But this year, I watched all of the performances. And I really loved them. Um, from the Don't Talk About Bruno performance, where they brought in Megan the Stallion. Megan is getting all the bags, all the opportunities. Megan is not missing a move, okay? And she did excellent on the performance of Don't Talk About Bruno. So that was fire. I got to give it up for, for Megan the Stallion, man. Because sis is going to make a move. She's going to be somewhere, getting to a bag, getting to an endorsement, getting to a performance, getting to something. So um, dope on Megan Thee Stallion. Another performance I liked was Reba. I know she's not um, hip-hop or R&B, but I, I was really enjoying the Reba McIntyre performance. She was looking good for her age. Everybody was looking real good for their age last night, like from Reba to Kevin Cosner. A lot of people, I was like, okay, time was good to y'all. Um, so I like the Reba performance, and I also in, really enjoyed the Billie Eilish performance. That was a good one too. Billie, she's got a she's got a lot of emotions going on. She's very deep for her age, but um, yeah, I liked her performance as well. Yeah, very solid performances. Like you have hip hop, country, pop type of thing. Like everybody was catered to, so that was dope. Yeah, the band was dope too. They had um, Sheila E, who's a legend uh, on the percussion. Travis Barker on the drums, Robert Glasper on keys, and then I forgot who was um who was on the vocals, but uh but yeah, the band was dope too. So 
nice musical selection. Every everything was curated well for this year's Oscars. Like even to the host, which is one of the next things that I thought was one of the best selections of the night. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes. Perfect combo, if you ask me. Perfect, perfect combination. Mm -hmm. Those three ladies were so funny. Um, Their opening, uh, I I don't know if you call it a monologue when it's like three people doing it, (laughs) whatever you call it. Their opening (laughs) remarks at the Oscars were great, super funny. Um, The skits that they were doing, funny. Like when Regina Hall did her um, COVID pat down, I'm, I'm doing air quotes when I say COVID pat down, where she was, you know, patting down all the fine looking men, trying to make sure they didn't have COVID. That was funny. I thought it was pretty edgy for the Oscars, especially, you know, with all the Me Too stuff going on and everything like that. I thought that was pretty edgy, but still funny and not taking it too far. Um, even the skits they were doing, like when uh, Wanda Sykes dressed up as King Richard, uh, Serena and Venus's dad, and when um, Amy Schumer dressed up like Spider-Man, you know, tributing to No Way Home, like all of that, all of the things that the host did were, were super funny, if you ask me. And I think they should host it again. Like, I don't think they should, um, you know, get a different host next year. I think they should have the same host. If it works better than it's been working in past years, Keep it keep it running how it is. Yeah, I agree. Like I know a lot of award shows they either switched up. I either some some of them didn't have a host before, or they they switch hosts in between or have multiple hosts. But I like the multiple host type thing. If you're working for the Oscars, you don't get tired of the same person for two three hours. You're switching <laughs> it up. I like the idea. Right. Yeah. So the host selection, I think, fire this year. And then yeah, that's like I don't know. That's like four of the main things I guess that were the best or the standouts of the Oscars this year for me. But you know, number one, (laughs) you know what number one was. The moment that nobody saw coming, but everybody's been talking about, whether it be on social media, uh, whether it be people making videos about it already, going live on Instagram, going live on YouTube about it. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the slap. The slap her around the world, slap gate. Pimp slap omania. It all went down <laughs> at the Oscars last night. Um, so Chris Rock was on. He was uh, presenting an award. Now, this is the moment where I decided to go to the bathroom for some reason, like right before Chris Rock came out. So I decided to go to the bathroom, take a little break. It's been a good show so far. I come back from the bathroom, and Quest Love is winning an award for his documentary, Summer of Soul. And I'm hyped because I'm like, yes, Questlove, great documentary. Oh, my goodness. It was a story that needed to be told. I'm so glad Quest got his award. This is a win for hip-hop and soul. But then as I look on my Insta- on my Twitter timeline, which I've been on the whole show, live tweeting the show, I see everybody saying, yo, Will Smith is wildin'. Yo, Will Smith. And I'm just like, well, what just happened with Will Smith? Like, I just seen Chris Rock giving Questlove an award. Like, what happened? So right after, right as Questlove is doing his acceptance speech, I look and I see the clip. And the clip I see is just Will Smith walking up and slapping Chris Rock in the face. Like a good slap too. Like a complete open hand, full force, great form slap. Like a pop, like a woo. He just caught him right square in the jaw. So I see that and I'm like, yo, is Will Smith high? Like, what's going on with him? Why he do that? I had no backstory at that point. So 
me just seeing the slap itself, I'm like, oh, Will Smith is probably high off something. Like, he probably feeling it, and he just went up there and slapped him. Because why would he do that? What reason could he possibly have for doing that? Because remember, I saw none of the lead-up. But when mm-hmm. I saw the lead-up, and I saw Chris Rock telling a joke about Will Smith's wife, um, Jada Pickett, who suffers from alopecia, uh, she has hair loss due to her alopecia, so um, Will Smith really didn't take kindly to Chris Rock making a joke about Jada Pinkett looking like G.I. Jane or saying that uh, Jada Pinkett was going to star in G.I. Jane too. And then when you see the extended edition of the clip, the unfiltered, the unedited edition uh, without it being muted, you see Will telling um, you see Will telling Chris Rock, matter of fact, I'll let him say it in his own words. I'm going to. Straight like that. I'm going to. That was the second time, if you ain't hear it the first time. Um, yeah, no, Will Smith didn't like that at all. He didn't take kindly uh, to Chris Rock joking about Jada Pickett. Um, and after he told him to keep his wife's name out his mouth, um, that's when he decided to uh, make sure that he was going to do that by slapping him dead in his mouth. Yeah, I mean, when I saw the clip, too, I thought, I was like, there ain't no way this is real. I was like, Oscar's making a skit or something. But then when you see, I guess, in America or some other countries, they muted all of that. But other places, like I saw Australia clips, um, they didn't mute it. And that's when I'm like, oh, well, Oscar's not just going to let the F-bomb fly as a skit or mm-hmm. things like that. So I was like, oh, it's definitely real. And if you slow down that slap hand definitely hit the face so it's <laughs> definitely a real moment fly in the slow-mo yeah. Woo. goodness <laughs> and when you see will smith's reaction to the joke and jada's reaction to the joke you understand that it really wasn't scripted and when you hear will smith speaking on it you can see that he really is emotionally infected affected by the entire situation and you know somebody added some interesting context to it online and they put up a clip of chris rock at the oscars in the past maybe about 2016 or somewhere around then and chris is going in on jada again like that when everybody was boycotting the oscars and um jada was boycotting on behalf of her husband will and chris rock was just making jokes about her then like why are you boycotting you not even invited that type of thing so mm-hmm. on one hand there's already a history of chris rock making jokes about jada that will and jada probably didn't find funny and then you're making fun of someone's illness on top of that. And then Will and his family, Will and Jada, the kids even, have all been kind of being dissected and talked about and joked about for years in the media at this point. And yeah, it's kind of always been rumors circulating about Will and Jada. But in recent years, ever since the August Alcina thing, ever since the entanglement gate, Um, the Will and Jada jokes have just ramped up and it's to the point where people in the media, people who are interviewing them don't have a problem bringing it up. Um, people talking about it on talk shows and things like that. I think it's gotten so much to the point where people are so comfortable talking about them and joking about it that Will Smith just kind of had his breaking point that night with Chris Rock. And it makes sense too, because if someone's talking about your sick wife and they've talked about her in the past and they already made remarks about her and you have all this buildup from everybody talking about your family, I could see how that could be the breaking point for Will Smith. He seemed to really be going through something um, when that happened, and he seemed shaken up, shaken up after the fact. So I kind of 
understand in this situation why what happened happened. Yeah, same here. Like when you put it all together and you, especially when you bring up Chris Rock kind of like coming at them uh, like in 2016, it's I wonder if anybody else would have said it, like maybe that was cool with Will and Jada. It could have been a like, a smiling moment, ha ha, that's a little cute little joke or whatever. But when you see Jada's face, she was clearly annoyed, probably from what he'd been saying about her and them. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's like, well, Will Smith smiled and laughed at the joke too. And I'm like, you know, that could be a nervous thing, you know, just trying to like boil it over. But I guess when he saw that Jada wasn't thinking it was funny, you know, Will got in husband mode and right. was like, you know, he my wife name out your mouth. Simple. Right. And for all the people, you know, he assaulted Chris Rock on national television. Like, Okay, tech, you want to go by the technical definition of assault. But I just feel like let's have this energy when someone's really assaulted or when someone's really in danger or when someone comes to you guys and said, hey, this person did this to me or this person did that to me. Like, I feel like the energy is never really there when it's re- I don't want to say real assault versus fake assault, but like, come on, man, using assault for this and, oh, you're bringing violence to the Oscars, like, chill out with that like it was a a little just a little straightening that's all it was it was just a little straightening everybody (laughs) everybody can say what they want to say freedom of speech and all of that but know that certain things do not come without consequences or know the risk of certain things when you say them like I feel like that was a great lesson for everybody and the people that didn't like that moment much I noticed like you know they don't really like to face consequences of the things they say so I mean um you can try to like you know demonize Will all you want to but he did wind up apologizing ultimately um after the fact his his apology was really heartfelt but you know why this was like the one of the greatest moments in tv history because Hmm. Minutes after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face on national television, he won the award for best actor for his role in the movie King Richard. I got to clap it up for that. I don't know anyone that's done anything that epic. Like, you defended your wife on national television. You slapped one of the greatest, most legendary comedians of all time. And like 10 minutes later, you won the Oscar for Best Actor. Will Smith had a hell of a night, man. Hell of a night. Yeah, that's that's keeping it P. That's real player-like for Will Smith to slap and then go, go and get your award, your first ever Oscar in that night. Like, the GOAT. Oh, my God. That is pushing P. Mm-hmm. He's pushing P. Will Smith is the definition of pushing P right now. Like he really, he really um created a moment in television history. One of the best moments in television history. This was one of the best Oscar awards in television history. Um, he had Denzel and other people, Tyler Perry, come console him after the fact. And I really thought it was telling that people were consoling Denzel as opposed to consoling Chris. I feel like they did have empathy for Will in that moment because like you clearly see this man having a a breakdown moment, a human moment about his family. So, I mean, demonize Will all you want to. I just don't see that as being the correct reaction to this situation. I don't, I don't, I don't don't think, I think people are overreacting to it. Um, He did apologize to the Academy. I thought it was interesting that he didn't apologize to Chris himself. So he's still saying like, yeah, like you kind of deserved it, but you know, I'm gonna apologize for for cutting up in this moment. 
So he apologized to the academy and for cutting up in front of his mom and her knitting friends and all of that. But um, overall, great show, man. They gave us everything. They, this year's Oscars left me wanting for nothing. It was drama. It was comedy. It was satire. It was great music. It was boxing matches. It was joy. It was pain. It was everything, man. I like it. I'll be back next year. Yeah, Will Packer got to come back because it's not like he did a really good show, like, all the way through. So I hope it happens for him again next year. I'll definitely tune in. For sure, man. That is, like, the top moments of the 2022 Academy Awards here from DX Daily. That's going to conclude today's episode. Please make sure to subscribe to us on all platforms, wherever you're listening to us at right now. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is all Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. A-S-H-I-A is Asia and S-K-Y-E is Sky. And you can follow me at A-Dub on everything, which is A-Y-E-E-E-D-U-B-B. All right, we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Yeah.